0: Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. Tonight, we bring you Bigfoot, cryptid creatures, monsters from the deep. We got Jason Offit with us tonight, and we thought it'd be super cool to talk about his new book, Chasing American Monsters, Creatures, Cryptids, and Hairy Beasts, because the cryptozoology field does, it takes a lot of... takes a beating. It does take a beating. And... I think it's enjoying a comeback, and the UFO people are starting to mingle with the U- the Bigfoot people, and the ghost people are starting to mingle with everybody. And I think people are realizing this stuff is kind of all connected on some level.
1: Well, I mean that's one way to look at it. That's, yeah, that's one way. To, I think that's one way to look at it, and I think we should all be open to different ideas, but and, at the same time have opinions though.
0: And I don't think you should outright believe in ghosts, and then look at someone that says I believe in Bigfoot, and look at them and, and call them like. You know, batshit crazy because that's not fair.
1: What is this West Side Story?
0: No, yeah, we don't. We're not, we're not gangs. Well, that's how it kind of is. There is like like the, the, we're the Ghost Gang and we're the UFO Gang. Like to we're gonna do like an eighties rap battle movie, like some kind of bad after school you should special. See, we're gonna have that at one of the conferences. They're gonna to have, go have to the Greys. They're gonna be the UFO Gang. The yeah. Greys. <laughs>
1: and then what? What are they gonna be the Ghost Gang? I don't. The the ectos. Oh god, this is getting corny by the second. <laughs> um, and they'll, they'll have an epic rack battle yeah
0: they're going to have an epic battle that's going to teach
1: have a good moral is that, is that channel still on YouTube right? Epi- I used to, oh at, Doug and I used to watch that thing non-stop I, I'm sure it's still out the there, there. Even if they, that was the greatest thing
0: ever no, even if the guy doesn't produce new stuff I'm sure it's still there
1: oh like we would we would I mean, watch that non-stop back in the day leave your channel
0: there that'd be stupid to delete it yeah but uh, we had fun talking to Jason. Jason and was super awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Is, and I didn't an awesome know—I didn't know that he had been on Ghostly Talk. Like, oh, a long time ago, way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. And I'm glad we got to talk to him again. It's been a real long time, and uh, it was a real honor to have him back on the show. Uh, his new book is fantastic. This discussion we had was equally fantastic. Once we got him on the phone, super I screwed up the time zones. He you did. Think by this point in my. My career, yep. and I say this in quotes as an amateur broadcaster. I understand that time isn't the same everywhere. Nope. but no, this was just simply me. I just, you know, I think this started this started Saturday night because um, I I was at a we were at a concert set. Well, I was at a concert Saturday night, and I had a few beers before the show, and we were having a great old time. And something jogged my memory that I had to email Jason to kind of go, hey, just want to let we're gonna do it. We got this thing scheduled, can you know we're going to talk about this. And, you know, the, the usual thing I do just to say hello. And and I said, you know, we got you scheduled for 7 p.m. Mind you, I had a couple of beers. So literally I was in the bathroom of the club, like where I could get some quiet. And I was just typing on my phone, firing and getting this email. Uh, like in the stall? No, no. I was just in the open area, like getting moved around by drunks. Like, dude, yeah. get out of the way. So that may have been where this thing, this problem started because... You know, in my little bit of inebriation, I forgot to put, because I, I, dude, literally, you see my emails. I always put like, you know, E.T., not E-T, not the extraterrestrial. Um, <laughs> E.T. I mean, literally, Eastern Time, I always tell people that, so it's clear, and I just screwed up this time. So yeah, we had a little bit of a wire crossing thing, but we got Jason on, and I'm really, I'm really, really, really happy we got to talk to him. It was a lot of fun.
0: Jason Offit says that his interest in the paranormal was sparked at the age of 10 when he witnessed an apparition in his childhood home. That'll do it. And now he's a journalism instructor at Northwest Missouri State University. So he's got creds. And he also is a paranormal investigator. He's got skills. He's got skills. So um, and he began his journalism career as an editor for the Examiner newspaper and subsequently became a correspondent for the newspaper. So yeah. super cool.
1: Man, what a yeah, what a discussion Great this was. Yeah. This
0: was a lot of fun. Enjoy.
1: it, we're live.
0: Yay. Okay, so when I was surfing the internets, I came across this I, I know, book that
1: was coming out. The, the stupid globes are my way, I can't what, deal with you this. You can't
0: see over my Tesla globe here? I can't see, yeah. The Tesla coil? I
1: see like this weird circle okay. thing of you. No, it's, that's better. Okay, is that better? I can see you now. Okay. This okay. is way better, All right, Go ahead. good, Sorry. all
0: right, crisis averted. <laughs> so anyway, I'm on the internet, and I have this neat little thing where I can download advanced reader's copies, which are wonderful things for book nerds like me, and I'm like, oh, what it, what it, what is this new one? Chasing American mon- Monsters? Oh, and it's got a badass cover. It looks really cool. Okay. Yeah. It's got a badass cover. That cover is yeah. so immediately Oh, I'm, my God. It was. So immediately I'm going through it, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, Scott, let's have him on the show. Contact him immediately. Yes. And then what was super cool is somehow Llewellyn, the publisher, got in contact with you or something. I don't know. Yeah, they
1: were very I, nice I to know, And they
0: sent us a whole box of books, and in them was yeah, a they, nice, yeah. uncorrected proof
1: Thank you to Llewellyn Publishing yeah. for being so gracious Super to us. It's cool. very nice of you so, guys to do that.
0: Yeah, this, so this whole book is creatures, cryptids, and hairy beasts. It comes out, I believe, in oh this month. This month, Friday. So, comes yeah, out Friday. Friday. Oh. Perfect. So we have Jason here with us. Imagine that. Imagine that.
1: He's right here. <laughs> Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us again. It's been a long time. We were chatting about that briefly before we started cutting this cutting this show. That uh, yeah, I think it, we may have talked to you in 2006 or 2007. So it's been a long time and, and thanks for coming back here and joining us again.
2: Right. And that, yeah, thanks for the invitation. And yeah, it's, it's been, you know, to, to, to people uh, you know, old like me, that doesn't sound like a long time. 2007 was just the other day, right? Yeah. But yeah, uh, that was 12 years ago mm-hmm. and I have a 12 year old. Oh, oh my God! Who's gone from being an infant to uh, yeah, sassy? So yeah, I got that. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: well, and I'm you know we're getting up there too, and uh, yeah, it don't seem that long ago. It really don't. No. It seems like it just it's completely blown by. And where the hell did those years go? I mean, that was literally twelve years ago, uh, and it just seems like yeah, the older you I get, it, it just, the decades seem to shrink. The older you get,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't like it.
1: Well, I,
2: there's there's a there's there was uh, there's studies that have been done on that, and and it really kind of made sense that uh, things seem to to go so slowly. Time goes so slowly to young people, mm-hmm. uh, but quickly to older people because the young people are experiencing things for the first time. So yeah. it seems like it takes forever because they're experiencing these new things one after another. And for you know people when they get older, they do the same things every day, and those days just kind of get filed
1: away. You know, in, in, you the, in know the back what? of their heads. Here's a funny thing. It's it's so funny that this came up like this because I was thinking about something. I was leaving work today, and I was thinking about these situations you get into when you're in a you know when you're an adult and like you're saying when you, you you've experienced a lot of things. I mean, I, I don't think you know even even as, as adults like our, at our age, I still think we have a lot of growing and we have we have things we have to experience. I think. Maybe the, the, the trick to it when you get older is, yeah, you do have to go on adventures. You have to take the time out. You have to make an effort to, to see new things. Because, yeah, the, the the drab, mundane things you're experiencing as a child, yeah, they're all the first thing time when you're young, and they're amazing. When you get older, I think you have to spend more time with it, like I said, and make a conscious effort to experience new things and see new things. But on that point, I was thinking about something so funny on the way out of work today, I you ever be in one of those situations where, you know, let's just say walking. I mean, I think, you know, between you and myself and Amber, we all are pretty good walkers. We all walk. We, yeah, I've we, mastered that. I've mastered that, right? However, have you ever been in a situation where you're walking along and you're talking with somebody, you know, so you're you're multitasking, technically speaking, and you trip. You just trip, Right. You, you make a complete fool. On full, something, or you, you tri- just you can just trip yourself there. up. You can just trip yourself up. I've done it before, where it's like I just lose my balance and something stupid happens and I go down.
2: Right, and it's 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 on uh, just a flat surface, a flat even surface, and <laughs> yeah. every once in a while, because I do that
1: too. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, the funny thing about that is, even when you get older, these mundane things you think about that you just do all the time. I learned how to walk many many years ago. But I'm still fucking it up now. <laughs> i still I still make mistakes every once in a while with that. so that's why I say I think you know even though you have mastered those things, you can still grow, I guess, and I know walking, yeah, that's just little accidents, but I think, yeah, when you get older, you have to you have to put more time into it. but yeah, I think that's a really interesting viewpoint or an idea you said about that is when you're older, yeah, all the mundane or the the basic things in life. You kind of have mastered them. You've experienced them, right? Oh, Whoa, speaking of which. There's one of them. There's one of them right yeah,
2: there. My four-year-old <laughs> just came came in and... Uh, or was it a cryptid? What is that?
1: What? <laughs> well, you know,
2: she is <laughs> she's, she's kind of an unknown commodity,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, it's awesome. But no, that, that's, that, that is a very interesting thought, though. I've never really thought about it that way, Jason, where, yeah, that's maybe that's why time does go by faster and faster the older you get because you've experienced all these things and you don't really think too much about them anymore. Right. So, right. Yeah.
2: yeah. So yeah. Forcing yourself to go on, to go on adventures. That's I, uh, the older I get, the more I like to go, you know, go, just go places. You yeah. Know? Let's go see the ocean. It's okay. What twelve hours away? What the hell? Let's go. Let's go.
1: Yeah. Let's do something. Get something cool. Let's go to happen.
2: Canada. It's twelve hours the other way. What the hell? <laughs> let's get out of
1: here. Something will be something awesome will undoubtedly happen. Something that you that's going to stick with you that you're going to take home from that. That's why I love going on my little adventures. I go on because I always bring home some really rad stories i always bring home some pretty awesome stories for people amber is biting her nails off right now what's wrong amber
0: no i just i want to hear about monsters <laughs> <laughs> we're having a fun okay, I, fine. you guys right. are talking about
1: life all, all, right, right. all, right. all, right, all right all right sorry well, talk I about just, monsters. Well, this was on this
2: was on you know being an adult right okay i just i had i've had two things and it's not even the cho- amber i'm really putting you off here aren't i it's really not even the children <laughs> that made me realize I was an adult. Two things at two different times in my life that when I got to the point to where I didn't steal the extra toilet paper roll from a hotel room, I was an adult. <laughs> really? Oh. Okay? Oh, Today God. I realized I have two plumbers phone numbers programmed into my telephone. Okay. Yeah. That's an adult thing.
1: Okay. Here's one I'm going to put, I'm going to lay out there for you. I thought that I was officially an adult adult. Very recently because I actually got a membership to a car wash like I have a monthly membership to a car wash now and I thought that's such an adult thing like it's such a responsible thing to do to think about money and things like that I thought that was like my thing of being an adult that was just recently Jason.
2: Hey Scott, no offense, but who the fuck gets a, <laughs> okay, <laughs> gets a membership to a car wash?
1: Okay, maybe it was a-
2: as you were
0: Scott. As you were saying that Scott. I was like, no, that's not adult. That's just Scott's weirdness. No,
1: it's <laughs> no, it's pretty awesome. I thought it was a pretty cool adult thing, man. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is a bit. Unless
2: Brian Cranston is cooking meth, you know, somewhere in that in that car wash. <laughs> you, know, you don't go. You don't- oh man. Okay.
1: Uh- <laughs> But no, I, I still. But I still steal toilet paper from the from the hotel. I, th-
0: I know, I thought so. I was. I'm like, the worst. Oh, I'm, is... the,
1: I'm a serial stealer of stuff. Well, I'm then the you
0: worst. you steal the, all the soaps, all the shampoos. I steal everything. And then I've noticed you make little like <laughs> little
1: little weird um
0: con- like concoctions of multiple different soaps that you've stolen from all the hotels. Yeah. And then you press them together, and then become some giant. I fuse. So, I I, I yeah, turn them into a neutron them. star. Yeah. I yeah. compress
1: them so tight, yeah. and then it's this cornucopia of sense. of awful soap. Yeah, of stealing. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it's all crap. So I guess, uh-huh. I guess maybe I'm not an adult, Jason.
2: We don't have Scott, kids. I I don't know if I want to talk to you anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. Talk to Amber because she's going to actually ask good questions. Monsters, monsters. Hey, <laughs> okay. hi Amber. Hi. It's so long. Yeah. We,
2: how long have we
0: been on the air? <laughs> okay, so Jason. You've you've written a lot of stuff about ghosts and ghost hunting and and haunted places. So what what got you interested in writing a book specifically on just cryptids?
2: Well, you know, it, it was a number of things. I've 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 had uh, an interest or a love for for monsters ever since I, I was a little kid. I, you know, I just, when the when the Scholastic Book Club oh, order yeah. form would come by, you know, I'd be getting the Bigfoot and Loch Ness monster books. You know, I don't want baseball biographies. Give no. me give me Bigfoot. Um, yeah, well, and, and, at least back when I was, when I was a, a kid also, I mean, Bigfoot stories and UFO stories were still occasionally treated as if they were, um, you know, something normal in the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, so I'm you know, reading about it, I read about it in the newspaper. It's gotta be real. Uh, so I've, I've just had a, a, a lifelong interest. Um, I, I kind of took a, a break from The paranormal for a while because I was really heavy into the ghosts and the shadow people, black eyed kids, all this stuff. And I was really running into a lot of strange people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm like, I just got to take a step back from this, but I still kind of want to be in the paranormal world. So mm-hmm. I want to write about these things, monsters and time travel. I'll get a different type of weird person, yeah. but I think I could handle it.
0: <laughs> you do. You do. I, I know when we kind of wanted to step away from ghosts and stuff, and maybe, like, I think that's when we were like, let's explore UFO. Like, that would be more fun. Oh, they're just as weird.
1: I think even in our— uh, They're all weird. Even in the show's retirement for those years, we spent more time with UFOs. I mean, I was really interested in that stuff, even in my, like the, when we weren't doing the show at all or being active in the community. Uh, that was something. I mean, I did have to step away from the ghost thing, though, too. I Yeah, because you, yeah. you
0: do. I know, I know a lot of people always have said to me, oh, like, what's the scariest thing you've ever seen? Or uh, what are you worried about? You know, how can you go into a cemetery at night or go to some haunted place? And I'm like, I am more scared of the living than the dead and anybody that I'm going to encounter because they're the weirdos. Like, yeah, I've not encountered yeah, a weirdo yeah, ghost
2: yeah. yet. Right, and and generally when you go go to one of these haunted spots, it's, there's nothing happens. It's all it's peaceful. It's nice. It's right. quiet. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, I, mean, I, I spent I spent the the, the night in a uh, most of the night in a Victorian mansion where this uh, woman in the late uh, 1800s committed suicide by taking an overdose of morphine, and she appears in a red dress. You know, at this one spot where where she died, and I just sat on that exact spot all night waiting for her to show up and. I got a great nap. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. It was just yeah. so so peaceful. I think well,
1: n- 9.9999 t- nine times whatever times out of ten, I just bumped the mic. Um, that's what happens. That's really what happens. I think we've been a million situations like that, and you'll have a person, and and this isn't to beat up. Uh, or or talk bad about people that study ghosts because i still do now today i find it fascinating but you'll have a person that's just absolutely convinced in you know this whatever phenomena whatever whatever entity this may be and they they talk you up and talk you up and as we know that's a way to kind of get people to see things but when you've done this for a couple of years and you understand like look i got to keep my feet on the ground with this thing uh all them times we i shouldn't say every single time but the majority of the times we went to places, uh, yeah, it was it was more of a just a relaxing night. It was a peaceful night. We'd sit there and try to, you know, capture evidence. But nothing really what I would consider anomalous would happen. And that's okay. That's all right. But, yeah, it, it, it can be kind of frustrating, I guess, at certain times, too. Uh, but it's not an exact science. I guess that's all I can say about it myself. Well,
2: and- Right. Well, and that's the issue. It's not, it's not a science at, at all. And this no, was another really.
1: frustration I had because
2: uh, I interviewed and hung out with so many people who were out there, uh, you know, hunting Bigfoot. They hated the word hunting, but they were out there looking for Bigfoot, looking for evidence. They were, they were, you know, I don't know how many haunted, haunted houses, haunted mansions, haunted castle, all these places yeah. that I went through. And these people were collecting and I'm putting this and if I'm offending you, well, I, I'm offending you. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I'm putting this in quotes. They were collecting evidence. And, you know, yeah. The problem is you're doing this for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're not doing this to expand the body of knowledge or you're not doing this for science because science isn't going to recognize anything. You might catch a picture of a full-bodied apparition and by God it's 100% true. Yeah. And science isn't going to believe it. You know, your your EVPs, I've heard some EVPs that are like, whoa, this is amazing. Still, that is not scientific evidence. And there is something to ghost. I, I saw a full-bodied apparition in my house when I was a kid. I know that there are ghosts out there. I know that there's all this phenomena out there. But, you know, that's just me knowing it because I can't prove anything either. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another way – another reason why I stepped back is I was ticking off a lot of
1: people mm-hmm. with that opinion. Well, I mean, and that's a problem I, I saw and I still see um, in the ghost hunting community is, dare I say, you know, it's like any type of community. People will build each other up, and support's a great thing. People should support each other in what they're doing. But I think the best of friends and the best supporters also are the ones who are honest about things too – uh, and that's one thing I noticed, you know, over the years was, you know, there was a lot of people say, oh my God, well, our team has captured all this stuff. But well, look at all this amazing stuff and no one, it, it seems like I would see circles of people and watch people interact and they just didn't want to stir people up too bad well, at least face to face when they get on the Internet, it's a whole different story. <laughs> people go crazy on the Internet. Right. Uh, but I mean, at least face to face, you know, and there is was there's still to this day, we meet people when we when we're out and about doing things and they'll show us pictures. And we've talked about that here on the show before, too. They'll show us certain pictures or let us hear things. And frankly, I'm like, well, this is just it, it's a lot of times I dare I say it, they're dust orbs. I mean, you'll see pictures like that. Some people just don't know about stuff like that. And you got to break it to them, unfortunately. And sometimes you hurt people's feelings. I, I'd rather I'd rather be honest with someone, and maybe try to explain my way out of hurting their feelings, than just totally, you know, wash them over and say, "Oh my God, you just found the most amazing evidence ever." Because that's just bullshit. It's just lying to somebody. I think.
2: Right. Uh, and no, I don't it, know to do that. It's I, I I agree agree with that a hundred percent. I have uh, I, I teach I teach journalism at a university, mm-hmm. and one of the cool things about the uh, about university life is I get, you know, I get to meet all sorts of really cool people and a couple of those are uh, here at my university are scientists. One's a physicist, the other's a, a you know, a chemistry professor. Yeah. And these guys are, are you know, these, 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 these doctors are interested in ghosts. They love the topic of the paranormal and they've gone out and, you know, done, scientific experiments and they're like we haven't found anything yet but you know what when it comes to ghost hunting we're the people who need to find it and find evidence
1: well yeah they, we they need they, to
2: find it and we need to we need it to repeat itself before
1: yeah. anybody else is going to listen they're they're problem solvers they're innovators they're people that understand what the scientific method truly is and that's what you need is you need academia behind this stuff um and yeah they're 100 percent right they are the people That hopefully can bust this thing wide open. We may never see that in our lifetimes. We may it may never ever happen. It may just be this great mystery that we don't understand. However, it's good to see. It's nice to hear that people in academia are really taking this stuff seriously. I think it's also a challenge to people like that too. When you're when you're an engineer, or you said a physicist, one one of those people was. They're problem solvers by nature. So, and I know that because I'm I work as an engineer. So it's. Whenever I run into a problem, I want to just keep fighting it and fighting it and fighting because I don't want that problem to beat me, right? So I think if you, with if people with that type of mind, which is a very healthy mind, I think, they want to understand this because that's what engineers and physicists and people of that sort do. They just want to understand the world around them, and including things that we may not be able to under, uh, explain, such as, you know, the paranormal and ghosts and stuff like that. Right. And they are not going to be prone to
2: you know all the all the false positives out there exactly you know yeah somebody walking around with uh with an I, this drives me crazy you know on the ghost shows and all these these people out there looking for ghosts they've got emf meters walking around
1: yeah
2: and it's like okay first one who said that ghosts put off an electromagnetic field we haven't proven that ghosts exist so how do we know what what, what they put out yeah, yeah and two you can get an, an emf a signal on an emf meter just just from the your surroundings
1: yeah
2: okay yeah. <laughs> what what are you exactly trying to prove? Yeah maybe there's yeah it's just in the air. Mm-hmm. So yeah that that absolutely drives me crazy but they are not going to be fooled by something like that because they know the science. Mm-hmm. behind all of it so yeah. yeah i what we need is for scientists like this to to you know to invent a ghost trap like uh uh you know spangler had Neon spangler had <laughs> we we need we need bigfoot to get hit by a truck mm-hmm. okay,
1: i really don't <laughs> want the guy to get hit by <laughs> yeah. a truck but yeah
2: that's what we need yeah um because i'm 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 old-fashioned when it comes to bigfoot and when it comes to ufos you know <laughs> i've i've been in this um You know, the paranormal field long enough to know that most people who are in it for a while start viewing Bigfoot as less of a terrestrial creature and more of, you know, an interdimensional uh, UFO type creature. And people Mm -hmm. who are into UFOs, you know, do the same thing with the UFOs. They can't be nuts and bolts craft. I'm still a nuts and bolts craft and Bigfoot is, uh, you know, kind of guy, and Bigfoot's still a undiscovered North American ape type of guy. And mm-hmm. I, 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 that's not the popular thought right now, but that's that's still where I am.
1: Now the popular thought now is that it's some type of interdimensional traveler that keeps coming in and out of our existence. That's the popular thought right now. Right, and if he is, why does he keep stealing apples out of people's trees?
2: <laughs>
1: okay. That's what I want I mean, to know. I mean, they both hold waters to, to me. I mean, I, again, it's something we can't explain. Either of us can explain it. Amber can't explain it. Uh, so I'm willing to listen to any explanation. But that is right now the popular idea. I mean, everywhere I turn, now people are exercising this idea strongly that Bigfoot or the Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, is this interdimensional being, which explains why it's so elusive and hard to find.
2: Well, yeah and you know I really wonder how a lot of these people you know who, who who believe this how many of these people have actually been out in the woods a lot you know mm-hmm. I, I grew up on a farm out in the country where there were woods all over the place and yeah. I hung out in them yeah. you know there were many times to where I would ro- walk literally right next to a deer and I would have no idea it was there until I spooked it and it ran away yeah you know, yeah so no. i mean even though these things are eight foot tall 500 700 pounds uh who's to say that they're not just like every other woodland creature that if they want to hide from you
1: yeah they can do it and i can attest to that i i, I hike at a nature trail not too far from from our house here and this is it's actually a nature preserve so there's uh i think a, i've counted a dozen deer that live in this habitat And they're very friendly, but I've had it happen to me so many times where they scare the living hell out of me because I'll be used to be trugging along and they'll just be standing there looking at me and then I'll make a sudden move. It'll spook them and then they'll jump and then I jump and we both run away from each other, basically. Right. Uh, Yeah, because they're still they're silent. You can't hear a thing from them. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about when it comes to being in the woods like that you don't know what's you don't know what's behind you you know what you don't even know what's in front of you sometimes in the woods
2: right and 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 i I don't think a lot of people take that into consideration uh and and to take a step back you know i mentioned the the ufos being nuts and bolts craft and people are like but they can't get here from there well we can't get here from there you know who says that they that they can't yeah yeah and 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 then you know uh, there there are a lot of times when when uh, uh, when when there are UFO uh, sightings, you know there will also be Bigfoot sightings in the same area, and people are like, you know, Bigfoot comes from a UFO. Okay, we don't know what either of these things really are, and no. you're putting the two together.
1: No,
2: you're taking two unknown well, known
1: things and trying to explain one with the other. That that doesn't work. Well, I mean, I mean, again, I mean, I'm willing to exercise any idea thrown in front of me. Uh, I find it, you know, like okay. Bigfoot's an alien that, I mean, I I will admit the first time I heard that idea, it kind of like, huh, I, I, it kind of made, it kind of threw me off a little bit, but again, I'm willing to exercise whatever ideas put in front of me though. But I mean, as far as the Sasquatch is concerned, I always, I think I was I'm nuts and bolts too. I'm like, this is something that lives in the woods. It's a living creature. We just have to find it.
0: Well, and I feel bad for people that see things like cryptids and Bigfoot and, and all that kind of stuff, because if. If you're having a general conversation with someone and you're like, yeah, I saw a ghost. They're like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And then you're like, you know, I saw Bigfoot. And they're like, mm. They're looking at you weird. Like, what? What? You're crazy. And really, what there, there's, I would believe that there is, there's creatures that we discover all the time. Like we do not know every we don't have a catalog of every single creature that lives on this planet. So the idea There's that, an average
2: of 18,000 new species discovered every year. See, that's now, nuts. half of them Insane. are insects, but but still some big ones are discovered every yeah. once in a while.
0: Like yeah. what was the one that fish that they thought was extinct? The seelacant. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a breed there's a breed I thought I just Giant saw Giant squid? No. I, well, I just saw there a breed was there's a breed of bobcat that they they thought was extinct and they've been seeing them roaming again. Yeah, they have yep. a very distinct uh, pattern on their fur, and you can't you can't mistake them. And I, you know, I'd have to look up the article, but it, this I just well, saw was this it was it the Ty- Taiwanese clotted leopard. That's what. Yeah, it was a leopard, not a bobcat. What's yeah, because that hasn't yeah. that
2: hadn't been seen in in decades. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's been seen. I think the the thylacine, the Tasmanian tiger, is going to be one of those soon enough. That is going to be rediscovered. Uh, yeah. The the woolly, uh, uh, no, not woolly. The I'm sorry, it's the wood the wood bison. Uh, was thought to be extinct, but uh, it was rediscovered in a uh, in Alberta mm-hmm. back in the
1: 1950s, and that's a pretty big creature. Yeah,
0: I was going to yeah. say, yeah, that's huge. Did not know yeah. that that's
1: floating about. But this raises a really interesting idea, though, about about Bigfoot, because we're talking about creatures just right now that were once thought to be they were verified to be extinct, and now they're being seen. So the question I ask immediately is like, well, how the hell did they come back? Where's it? And there's very likely they may have just been hidden somewhere. Who knows? It's a big planet. Uh, but then we take Bigfoot, a Sasquatch, for example, that people say they've seen some people. It, we know the whole story with that. It's just as elusive. So, I mean, I don't know if those two ideas may be related somehow. It, it just nature, again, the planet's so big. Maybe that's why we just can't capture or, or and I shouldn't say capture, but Actually get some proof that that Bigfoot Does exist right Go ahead right well with with, with Bigfoot especially
2: if um, I mean it, it it looks human Enough It's it's gotta be Fairly intelligent uh, at, at least on you know An, an ape like scale um, And that Coupled with the fact that People don't realize they think here we Are you know 2019 We can communicate all around the earth you know via via the internet we mm-hmm. can go to space we can do all this stuff we've been everywhere yeah. no we 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 haven't been everywhere no. and there are huge swaths of canada you know that that people aren't people aren't there and same with alaska same with the pacific northwest there are there's so much forest land and mountains that these creatures could live in just absolutely happily and not be messed with by people at all yeah and just because you know we're we're not there
1: yeah well just because you and it's the idea well just because you and i mean this could very much apply to bigfoot too uh just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist Uh, And that's that's just my idea. I mean, I think uh, personally, I think there's something out there. I think I think a Sasquatch does exist. And maybe someday we will see one. I don't know. Maybe not in our lifetimes, but I think maybe someday we will get some proof of this sometime. Right. And with with
2: Sasquatch, I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to stop for a second and I'm going to take one step backward because sure. I sounded really negative during the first, you know, however many minutes that, that we've been on. Really? I am am not trying to crap on anybody's ideas or belief systems. I'm saying what I believe, what, what I think, uh, uh, about certain topics, but I am completely like, like, like you are, you yeah. said you were completely open to everybody's idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I am too, absolutely, because each one of us knows mm-hmm. as much as the other one because mm-hmm. th- these are all
1: unknowns. So anybody could be right. We just don't know it yet. Yeah. well, but I think at the same time though, to your to your point, Jason, I think it's okay to have an opinion about these things, too. I mean, I know it's a really weird line you walk on with this stuff because, yeah, we're talking about things that literally sit in the idea of the unknown. So, and I've said this before, too, where I'm like, okay, how can we, uh, how could we d- debate about anything that's considered fringe, that's considered paranormal, because we don't, none of us really have any answers, right? Um, so, but I do think at the same time, I think it's okay to have opinions about things, though, too. I mean, people's logic, that, that applies to this thing. So, I think that's all, I think everything you said was perfectly awesome. <laughs> I think it's awesome, Jason, personally. All right,
2: well, and, okay, that was my step back. Now, I'm going to go back to where <laughs> we were before I took that, and- about bigfoot, yeah, when it comes yeah. when it comes to a lot of these monsters, this is this includes, you know most uh, you know the the ones in my book. I think um other than the aforementioned Tasmanian tiger, which I positive from from all the evidence I've looked at is still is still still alive. Um, but I think of the the unknown animals, I think Bigfoot probably has the best chance of of being found yeah. and you know labeled a, a species mainly because not just because of all the sightings that happen all the freaking time but throughout history you know we had the wild man of the forest in throughout europe in, including england mm-hmm. uh, we've got the uh, the alma and the almasty from uh from from russia the the Yaren from China, the Orang Pindak from from uh, Malaysia, the the Yowie from uh, from uh, Australia. We've got uh, various types of uh, of Bigfoot from from South America. We we also have legends from uh, from the Billy area, B I L I area of of Africa, mm-hmm. where the Billy Forest, where the, the locals have said for years. There is a giant, giant ape that walks on two feet. It, 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 it howls at the moon. It howls uh, loudly at the moon and it kills lions. And the Westerners, when they came in, they were like, oh, that's a crazy story. Until the Billy ape was discovered, which is an enormous chimpanzee that it makes nest like a gorilla. It acts like a gorilla, walks on two legs and you know, by God it kills big big predators. So uh, all of these stories throughout the years, throughout the centuries, have put Bigfoot all over the world. Mm. And and the, the native uh the, the Native Americans and First Nations people in, in, in Canada have, have had relations, have have considered these these beasts to be just another tribe of people. Uh, this other tribe to they've trade, they've traded with them. Uh, they've warred with them, uh, but they considered them people. And when it, when it comes to what Bigfoot is or might be, yeah. um, you know, I, am sure we, we've all heard the, you know, giant, gig, it could be gigantopithecus that came over on the land bridge, you know, 13,000 years ago from, from Asia. Uh, it could be, you know, remnant humanoid, uh, Neanderthal or something like that. Um, but a lot of a lot of these creatures are seen with human faces. There's also a breed that has a gorilla-like face. There's also a type that has three-toed feet. You know, <laughs> then there's Ugh. the the ones in Florida that look like orangutans. So I, I'm just I'm throwing all this stuff out there because. You know, we, we don't know yeah. anything, and there's, there's still so much to research.
1: Well, what we, you know, us as people, you know, the humanoid, we're he, us humans, let's say, right? Us bipedal bags of water walking around. We all are all over this planet also. We're from every corner of this planet. There's our, our people, two-legged people walking around. And in every part, every corner of this planet, we all look different. According to the geography that we live in and things like that, right? So you're saying what I'm hearing is, you know, there, there, the idea I guess would be that there's there's this other, race, you know, this other race of humanoids, I guess, and they are from all different parts of the planet also, right? And they look right. they look different too, and I'm not, I'm this is just I'm just theorizing, uh, but they look different also, maybe according to their geography too. Amber just raised her hand like she's in class. <laughs>
0: This just made me think about um, you know how when there's hey, been- Amber
2: we're talking about monsters now are you happy <laughs> Yes, <laughs> uh,
0: you know how they find over over the years okay and this is always big a big controversy but that there's yeah. been skeletons found of giants yeah. and I think Jason I did read some about some of this in your book about giants found and there's always a big thing about oh you know the Smithsonian came and took them away and hid it and. Uh, Um, Or you don't really know if it was true anyway because the source comes from like, you know, the 1920s and they found him in a cave in the Grand Canyon or something. But yet it makes you wonder if those skulls, if they were real, if that was evidence of a large Bigfoot type creature. Because everyone's like, well, you don't find evidence like you do dinosaurs and everything else. And maybe those are it. But we don't have them. And of course, I mean, I can't prove that the Smithsonian's behind it.
2: (laughs) It's a big (laughs) conspiracy. That's what we hear with everything. I know. yeah, well, when when it comes to you know we don't have bigfoot bones, uh, you know like we do dinosaur bones. These are two completely different subjects, or not not necessarily subjects, but two two different situations. Because if a bigfoot drops dead, where's he going to be? He's going to drop dead in you know in in a forest probably.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay.
2: What do we have in in forests? We have you know scavengers who are going to eat the flesh. Uh, It depends on on what type of forest they're in, but the body's going to decay fairly rapidly. There are animals, there are insects, and and like porcupines that eat bone. So within a certain period of time, I mean, it's going to be gone. You don't don't find animal carcasses unless they are really fresh. You don't find them in the woods very often. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, and, and dinosaurs, what? You know, what what do we find them in what what happened to them oh they just got you know these they got covered over by mud they got uh you know uh, 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 a comet hit and you know through <laughs> yeah. through ash in the air and they all got buried and that's why we've got all these dinosaur yeah uh you know bones is because of that but you know Bigfoot yeah it's a totally different situation
1: I think the idea also uh, a lot of animals I think I mean Assuming that Bigfoot's somewhat of an animal too, I think people behave this way too when they're dying. Now, I, like you said, I mean, I've found I've come across animals dead in the forest before that were you know somewhat fresh, and they were right in the middle, you know, right in the middle of the forest, like on the forest bed. They weren't tucked away; they were just right there. It's like, oh boy, that's a that's a dead whatever, dead squirrel, whatever it might be. However, uh, there is. This habit, too, that animals have where when they are dying, a lot of times they go somewhere to hide and just right. more or less expire. So if you take that idea along with the fact that, you know, other animals will and we've heard this, too, you know, where they they do come and eat the corpse. Right. Uh, those two things put together right there is a very strong argument for why yet we haven't found A Sasquatch or a Bigfoot, Bigfoot's body or corpse or whatever it might be, especially right. Well, and if
2: Bigfoot's intelligent enough,
1: yeah, you know who's who. I mean, it could bury its dead. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. I mean, at least some of us do. (laughs) Not all of us. Amber, what are you doing over there?
0: Looking, I'm looking at his book. Oh, okay. You're you're so interested in what I'm doing over here.
1: So, yeah. Um.
0: (sighs) are we gonna make animal sounds <laughs> what cryptid may, sounds like this um jason when you were researching this what what cryptids did you find to be the most off the wall weird because i'm looking at this list um and like you see things yeah, they, like what a list this is, like by the way, like too. space penguins and demon leaper and the Grunch, which sounds like a dr seuss book that he never put out <laughs> like wow
2: I, yeah yeah that would be a fun cryptid Doctor Seuss parody. <laughs> book. Yeah. Well, there, 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 are. Well, here, let, me, let me go through the uh, the type of monsters that I have in here. I've got a lot of monsters that could exist. You know, like Bigfoot, like uh, yeah. um, you know, the, the Wampus cat. Uh, you know, creatures, different types of, of, of cats and, and dog-like creatures, uh, creatures that could have survived, you know, from the Pleistocene, like, uh, the North American hyena, uh, just things like that very well could still be, could still be around. Uh, and then there's monsters that are just bizarre, like the Loveland frog, frogmen. um, there was also a uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon type, type monster uh, in, I'd have to refresh my memory, it's somewhere on the East Coast. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, that were sighted one time, and could be real, could be misidentification of something, I don't know. And then we've got some really weird ones that there's no way in heck these things could have ever existed. And some of those, I, I mean, I included some of those just because they're so darn fun. Oh, yeah. Some of these are
0: great. Like, I know in Michigan here, and you have this listed I in your book. um saw list. Nine Rouge. The Nine Rouge. Nine Rouge. Nine Rouge. Nain Rouge. I can't speak French. Um, and and we, we, Rouge. we participate. you got to roll the R's. Yeah, I can't. I can't, <laughs> nope. Nope. can't do it. Tongue is, can't do it. I know nope. yeah,
1: go ahead. I knew you were going to, yeah, we was going to come
0: up. Well, and, and, and so we participate, they have a parade here every year uh, in Detroit, and it's the, uh, March of the Nine Rouge, basically. It's yeah. a Mardi Gras for weirdos. And the idea is to push the little Nine Rouge, which many claim that this legend, uh, that he. He's the bringer he's, of bad. Look. Yeah, he's the bringer of all things bad that's br- happened to Detroit. Everything bad that
1: happens is because so of the Nine Rouge. They
0: have this parade to push him out, and it's all fun, and people have floats and dress up all weird. But then we've participated in the parade with John Tenney. Who is pro Nyan Rouge? Yeah, and he believes that it was an ancient, like, protective guardian th- that well, the Native he would, he Americans experienced. He would warn you. He would warn them. He was actually, yeah, he, because you know the old Detroiter said, well, if he appeared, he caused something bad to happen, and really, he John Tenney says it's the opposite. He appears to warn you that something bad is about to happen. So we walk through this parade with signs that say like support the short nine love and all yeah. this and I swear we're like we're going
1: to Yeah, gonna get, it's it's, like it's thankfully scary. well, thankfully yeah, <laughs> thankfully it's all in good fun. We haven't really been harassed by anybody, but we really are only about the last five people five, out of, five people out of the thousands, thousands that are at this thing <laughs> holding these signs up, walking in the parade <laughs> formation, and I'm waiting to get hit with something. Well
2: th- You know what, if you have somebody in your group that has a sign that says bring back the McRib, you know <laughs> Nobody's gonna attack you. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: true.
0: Okay, that will be our insurance. <laughs> That'll be our yeah. yeah. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll just flip too.
0: over the sign and we'll say that. But
1: that, but I mean that 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 one right there alone. I so when I saw that on the list, I was like, oh well, wow.
0: And that that is kind of a, like Jason was saying, this one time thing, like this little weird creature that goes back to the 1700s with early French legends in, in Detroit. And, um, I, you know, no one has seen it since, like, the 70s, supposedly. Yeah, that's when they, the two
1: ambulance drivers said they saw it.
0: And so, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was a little, like, woodland
2: spirit. Who knows? But that.
1: And that's... Well, and
0: yeah, this, go ahead. The,
2: this, well, it was the... I mean, it, the, it, was, it was viewed as a protector by the Ottawa Indians. Yeah, yeah. The, the natives of the area, it was. It wasn't until the French came in that it was viewed negatively because, you know they were the french and i guess it didn't like the french (laughs) and but but it was viewed as 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 a protector and warning people and um the uh it is appeared a few times before bad things happened in 67 it, it, it appeared people saw it before the 12th street riot
0: yeah
2: uh 76 there was uh uh a uh a, a bl- was there an ice storm? Yeah. Yeah. That happened in Detroit and it appeared a few days before that happened. So I mean the the warning, I mean those are those are two examples to where it did warn people that, that something was gonna
1: happen. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I I believe we are kind of on the right side of <laughs> But it just it's it's definitely inter- in the minority. Oh, it's an interesting parade, you know. I th- I think people just more look at us like we're a novelty, like it's kind of fun and I I don't know, but that's coming up in a couple of weeks.
1: I have well, to tell uh, me how Detroit. is
2: Detroit Dwarf Lager? How does it taste? Is that a thing? I never had it. Is that real? Yeah, it's Detroit never. Dwarf Lager. It's uh yeah, it's the uh the the name rouge beer. I well, honestly now we're going we, to you know, we're gonna have
1: to find it now. We were just in Detroit yesterday seeing a movie. Um I don't know if they had it at the bar we were at, but we'll have I to would check have into seen that. It. We'll check yeah, into I want to that. Report we'll report on the
2: uh, quality of that brew. Okay. We'll report
1: back. We'll <laughs> report back for sure. Now, one of the I, I was looking at this list also, and right smack dab at the bottom of the list, there's this one called the awful.
2: I have yeah. to ask you
1: about the awful because that could have. I picture so many things in my mind. What 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 is the awful?
2: The awful was basically a griffin. Ooh. Okay. All right, so in the early 1900s, um, it was in, in Vermont uh, in a town called Richford that was right close to Canada. Uh, a couple of men were crossing a bridge and they saw on top of a building uh, a gray uh, or a, it, 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 there was a, 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 it looked like a lion that had a long gray tail like mm-hmm. a serpent. Mm-hmm. It had wings that uh, bat-like wings that were about a uh, 20-foot wingspan and enormous claws. And it, of course, freaked them out. Uh, it, it stared at them as they they ran off. Uh, farmers started reporting this thing flying over their fields. Uh, a, a woman named Oella Hopkins was out hanging her wash when she heard uh, the do- her dog bark. And she turned around and looked at the dog, and it was barking at this griffin this monster on sitting on her rooftop glaring at her uh she dashed inside the house and hid under her bed until her husband came home and the the thing was gone the the cool thing two cool things about this is is one it uh it's the only griffin i have in the entire book (laughs) um but it was okay it was and it was also seen in 2006 which is pretty neat but back in the 20s uh HP Lovecraft, uh, the, the, the famed horror writer, found uh, found a story on this awful in the local newspaper and he's, he thought, you know, I need to go to this town in Vermont and check this out. Yeah. So he went and he uh, you know he, he, he wrote about uh, a creature like the awful in, in some of his short works. I love HP Lovecraft's know, story. And
0: when you said that too, it's like I'm sorry I'm I'm thinking I, I can't remember what story that was, but like that's that would now that's gonna bug me, I'm gonna have to look that up. But yeah, no, that would be totally something he would write. Right.
1: Is there one on here that you wanted to ask Amber? I don't wanna
0: They're all interesting. They're all interesting. What what Okay, I didn't read this one though. What's the Boo Hag? Boo
2: hag. Boo hag. Oh the boo-hag. okay, the 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 Boo Hag is um the in whenever uh, slavery was, um, you know, was 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 gone. Whenever whenever uh, Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, we had, uh, had the war over. Um, we had uh, former slaves that gathered uh, and settled on the East Coast of America, from North Carolina all the way down to Florida, and they had been from different places in the continent, and they formed uh, their unique culture called the Gullah and they, you know, mixing legends from all these different cultures. They got a vampire called the boo hag and this vampire isn't, isn't a blood sucker. It, uh, you know, it, it, it acts like old hag syndrome. Uh, somebody will wake up and they will be, you know, they'll feel and imagine an, an old hag sitting on their chest. Yeah. Sucking the strength out of them uh it sucks the strength out of out of their breath it hovers over their mouth and it sucks the breath breath out of them mm. it doesn't kill them though right right off right off it, it 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 weakens them and if they taste good enough it will leave them to get healthy again and then come back mm. so they can feed on them yeah. uh the, the boo hag is really attractive it looks like an old woman who has no skin so she's red yeah.
0: gross
2: and if she rides the victim, is what they call it, when it sits on, the, she sits on a chest. Uh, when when she rides the victim enough to where she does kill it, uh, she will take the victim's skin and wear it. Uh, My God, and walk, you know, go ahead and walk out and walk out in the world with somebody else's uh, clothing. Uh, one of the, it, there's really no protection. Uh, to keep it out of the house because it, you know, like a mouse, it can come through the smallest opening.
1: Yeah.
2: But um, to keep it distracted enough to where you can get away, keep a broom in your room next to the bed because boo hags are really, uh, and and, and, uh, and other vampires that have this uh, as part of the legend, uh, they're really OCD, and if you keep a broom next to the bed, the boo hag will spend so much time counting the pieces of straw, it'll forget to attack you and you can go, you can escape it.
1: Quite the short attention span. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, right. broom, must count.
0: So, okay, when we were talking about um, the Dr. Seuss one, so what
2: is the Grunch? The Grunch. Um, God, I love these names. There are so many really, really cool names. Uh, the Grunch in other parts of the. I mean, seriously, that does sound like a Dr. Yeah, Seuss. Yeah, it book. does. <laughs> Man, I'm going to start rhyming here in a second with crunch, crunch, bunch, munch. Yeah, this is going to be great. Um, in other parts of the country, there, there, uh, the legends like this. Uh, the creatures are called melon heads. Oh, oh,
0: we have those in Michigan too.
2: Right there, there are melon heads in uh, in Massachusetts and in Michigan and, and other other states. And and the stories are basically the same. Um, on a lonely road, out in the, out in the middle of nowhere, there used to be a uh, either a family of albinos, or uh, an insane asylum that closed down and and let they let all the inmates out. Well, these albinos or inmates, whichever story you want to go with, interbred for so long they formed these you know stunted humanoids uh, with big heads. And if you happen to be out on that lonely road in the middle of the night, uh, they will, you know, catch you and eat you. Really? And and that's
1: the grunge.
0: Naturally, that's what they'll do.
1: <laughs> that's what the Melonheads yeah. do here in that's, Michigan?
0: No, no, Melonheads they're just I, I don't think they, they would
1: just they would just chase you around the woods.
0: They're a group of hydrocephalic children that were let out of a hospital that never grew up somehow and they will run at cheetah like speeds and chase you and, and mostly attack uh people making out in cars. Back in the '60s, uh, well, and these and- will too. These these
2: will, uh, yeah, really really pick on the teenagers. Yeah,
0: yeah, and those are the ones telling the story. So I mean, okay, so that's an interesting thing with with monsters because one of the things in your book, um, you wrote is, as society changes, so does its monsters. So I've always felt like a lot of times when we look at ghosts or, or UFOs or anything cryptids and and what's kind of hot at the moment, it's sort of a reflection of our concerns as a society, just like kind of how old Twilight Zone episodes, everyone was scared of, like, you know, Russia and and missiles and, you know, what was out there in space because we hadn't even gone to the moon yet. Um, So when you were doing this research and you are seeing all these, going back to the 1800s and the 1920s and looking at, you know, all of these different monsters, did you ever see, like, sort of a pattern, or not a pattern, but did you, I don't know, what... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like right right pattern, uh, societal, with, with
2: patterns. societal yeah. ills. Well, look at the um you know in 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 the the mid to late 1800s we got the uh, uh the spiritualist movement. Yeah. Okay. There was a lot going on in the 1800s with the industrial revolution. Right. Our scientific knowledge in our society just exploded. Um uh, and and it it gave birth to the spiritualist movement um, in the 19, uh, 1930s. What were some of the biggest movies out there? Oh, gosh. That, King Kong. Yeah. Okay. Frankenstein. Dracula. The classic, you know, the classic monster monsters. movies. Yeah. Right. Okay. And what was going on in the 1930s around the world?
1: War. The Depression.
2: The entire yeah. world was going through the Great Depression. So these movies were... were symbolizing all these horrible things that were happening. It gave us somebody to pin them on and, but we won in the end. All right. And these movies took kind of a dip in popularity until world war two. And that's when the Wolfman movie started during world war two. We had somebody to fight it, during the cold war. We had, um, uh, Alien movies, aliens coming down. Hmm. Look at, uh, uh, the day the earth stood still with Michael Rennie. What was that? It was, you guys need to calm down. (laughs) You need to chill out with the nuclear power, quit blowing things up. We're not going to put up with it. Okay. That's the kind of thing we were getting in the fifties. So yeah, we had all this popular culture reflecting the, the fears at, at the time. And and going back to the 1800s and the, and the spiritualist movement, don't think society progressing as fast as it was it didn't terrify people. Oh, for sure. Right, right. Because, I mean, we were still using horses, horses oh, and yeah. wagons. How many? Yeah. How long had we used horses and wagons? <laughs> how many hundreds and hundreds of years had we done that? And then all of a sudden, we got trains. <laughs> we, we've got, you know... Wagons that move make a lot of noise and move by themselves without horses. We have telephones, for God's sake. So, yeah, whenever something in society happens that makes society unsure of itself, we get a lot of
1: movies and and other popular culture that reflect that. I I heard a quote once about when the train, the steam engine train was invented and put put out there on, you know, they built the tracks and everything. They put them out there. I heard a quote from... uh, I forget who it was, but literally they it was a group of people and they agreed. They said, we were not meant to move this fast as people. We're not meant to move this quickly. Right. And, yeah. uh, and thats I think that illustrates this idea that you're saying about, you know, the fear uh, of, of all these things. And I think nowadays, not to get, go f- too far down the rabbit hole here, but I think nowadays, I mean, everything – technology builds on itself that's that's just a proven fact and the faster it gets the faster it gets the faster it gets because you're just building and building and building right so i think i think i personally look at the stuff from both sides as i work in technology for a living but at the same time i still have that fear like man we are really moving faster maybe we should slow down a little bit but it don't work that way <laughs> it's not right i know it doesn't
2: and and The, when I think of like AI, which scares the crap out of me because I love the Terminator movies. (laughs) When I think of AI, I think of something that Ian Malcolm said in, in Jurassic Park and the first Jurassic Park was that we're so, you know, proud of ourselves. We're so busy, um, you know, finding a way that we can do something. We don't stop and think if we should do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's with, with technology a lot of these things uh, that are happening. And while you had mentioned uh, the, the quote about the train yeah um, when when the Wright brothers made the that first flight at Kitty Hawk, um, the, gray, the the gray lady the the, the the New York Times refused to print a story about it for years because heavier than- air flight flight can't happen.
1: Yeah it scares people. I think people, it, just things like that genuinely scare people. Uh, but at the same time, the Wright brothers, to me, I mean, the bravery uh, those men had to have to perform an action like that, perform a feat like that, too. That shows you that's a whole other side of this equation that kind of blows my mind also. Like, wow, these people really dared. <laughs> they really put their foot out to make this thing happen. And it's kind of a shame that they were censored like that in in a manner of speaking what you're from what you're saying right well and it was you know
2: just because some small-minded people who couldn't accept the fact that this actually happened because it 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 interfered with the with the with the the brain trust of the New York Times personal beliefs yeah. that that and that they that they just they didn't believe it so they didn't didn't put it in that's just it's crazy to think about it is crazy
1: the wog <laughs> What the hell See, is the walk?
2: Man, these the, the names are great.
1: The walk.
2: Yeah, this is um,
1: it's like a prog uh, rock song, man. <laughs> it's yeah. like some some 70s prog rock song, The Walk. So well, yeah, tell me what what about Actually, the walk?
2: Actually no, I think it would probably be uh, like from uh, um, um, what the hell is the name of the band? Uh, Gwar. Yeah, oh, Guar. Yeah, that's oh, what that, that, is, is. that <laughs> is better. You're right. Guar. Yeah, right. um yeah, in in Georgia, uh, this this was I mean, with the, a lot of these things started out as as Native American stories. Um, God, if we get back to Bigfoot, I gotta mention something else. Uh, <laughs> sure. Anyway, um, the, yeah, the wog, um, the uh, there there was a, a pond that was it was it was a bog basically a bog. Uh, the local Creek Indians uh, lived. I mean, they lived close to there, and they thought this was a gateway to hell. Because it was basically a mud volcano and it would seethe and bubble and smoke would come out and burp. And, yeah. you know, they thought this was you know the gateway to the underworld, which was if somebody committed crimes in, in the Creek Indians, uh, uh, you know, in, 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 their, in the Creek Indian nation, they would just dump them in the, in the bog. Oh,
0: that's easy. Um,
2: <laughs> their legend also had that there was even a stone altar uh, that they'd built. At the bog to you know throw <laughs> throw prisoners in, um, yeah. yeah they would suffer in there for for eternity. But they also they also had that this place was inhabited by the wog, which is a demon dog, that's about the size of a small horse. It had long black fur, long front legs and short hind legs, and um, it had a really long tail with uh, a little puff of white hair at the tip and its head was, I'm going to say kind of like a Rottweiler's. <laughs> it was kind of a bear-like head okay. and, um, it had a forked tongue. All right. with well, let's throw some blazing red eyes in there because those are always neat. <laughs> uh, I didn't make that up. That was part of the legend anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it would come up out of the bog and, and, you know, grab the, the prisoners and, and drag them down to the underworld. Uh, the the thing that kind of carried on after that was when european settlers came in uh some of them reported seeing a creature that fit that description slinking around their cabins um they would find you know their some of their domesticated animals their cattle and sheep and whatnot had you know were dead so it's probably a bear but anyway they blamed it on uh, on the wog I kind of I don't know I kind of want one for the
0: You know, get rid of the security system. Just have one of those out in your yard.
2: I think the wog needs to be in the Grunch book. Yeah, they yeah somehow they meet. (laughs)
0: This is Jason. This is your next book project. You're going to go into
2: it's writing itself. In front of me.
0: (laughs) Anyone out there, an animator, contact us (laughs) or
1: illustrator. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll get this book going. You know, there's another one here I want to ask you about. I mean, I don't, I hate to keep hammering you with these things, but these are all, these names are just, they're driving, they're, they're blowing my mind. You know, okay, and then
2: we ask did, yourself this. If you hate to ask me
1: questions, what am I on here? For? <laughs> okay. True enough. Okay. So we did mention space penguins. Yeah. Before it was, it was grazed <laughs> over. Now, speaking of that, speaking of guar, that would have been perfect for those guys, dude. Yeah. That's, whole, another Gwar that's, another, that's another guar song. That's another guar song. Space penguins. Yeah. So, what. <laughs> What about the space penguins, man?
2: Well, the uh, when I first when I first researched this, and uh, this is another story that was that was published in uh, uh, you know, the newspapers, uh, the Jefferson City Tribune, which is Jefferson City's Missouri. This happened in Missouri, so this was uh, uh, the newspaper of the state capitol. So you had whatever the state legislature was doing next to a story about space penguins, probably <laughs> about the same type of thing. Awesome. Anyway, yeah, this uh, happened in, in 1967. A farmer named Claude Edwards was walking, he you know, walked outside and saw something in his field that shouldn't have been there. And it was an enormous metallic mushroom. And he went over to see what it was. Yeah. And when he, when he, you know, walked up close to it, there were a number of creatures uh, about three feet tall that looked to him like green penguins Aww. with large black eyes just waddling around the base of this uh, this uh, metallic mushroom. Uh, just a question. What would either of you do if you were in this situation?
0: I'd try to talk to it.
2: <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You'd run the <laughs> hell away. I don't know. That sounds kind of cute. That's what normal people would do. That sounds kind of cute, though. <laughs> I,
1: I'd get lost. I don't I'd know. I'd be getting lost.
2: Yeah, same here. I just yeah. I'm, no I'm the guy who survives <laughs> the horror movie, okay?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no arguing. Here. I'm out of here. No problem. <laughs> yeah.
2: So anyway, yeah, so what what he does is he picks up a rock and throws into it. Throws it, it toward the 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 mushroom. Okay, why not? We're in the Stone Age in nineteen sixty seven. He throws a rock at it, it hits a force shield, a force field, and bounces off. But this gets the penguins attention and they waddle and flap and go inside the, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. So anyway, so they go, they go inside it and, uh, uh, the mushroom takes off. The mushroom leaves float. The mushroom floats into the air with the, with the, uh, gentle penguins inside, scared of the big, <laughs> uh, big, scary man. And, uh, and they
1: fly away. Okay, so comes second thought. Yeah, I'd probably check it out. I yeah, I,
0: well, yeah. See, he was the jerk. Well, he I, threw the stone. He was the ass. Yeah, and and you know they they were just landed in their cute little mushroom vehicle. They're
1: mushroom from space. They're
0: checking things out, looking around, and then some dickhead He's humans like, oh, "I'm gonna throw something at those." <laughs>
2: And yeah, adorable that's penguins exactly it. They they were they came. They, this is the report they gave when they got home. Okay, we were there to give them, you know, the,
1: the cure for you know yeah. world hunger. Yeah, there it was. Okay, cancer, we were going to solve all their
2: problems, and some prick yeah. attacks
1: us. Yeah, he threw this projectile at our space mushroom, <laughs> at our space mushroom.
0: It is you know when we talk about the different yeah. cultures or different eras. And what monsters are popular? I yeah. mean, that is funny that that one comes from the '60s, and you have the mushroom and kind of space penguins. Like that's very psychedelic, weird, you know. Yeah, somebody may have someone may have taken <laughs> oh, too much man. of you something. You're the song
2: space junkie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've got space penguins to that tune <laughs> rocking through my head. Space Penguins. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know what this? But this one, when I first, you know, when I when I first researched this and I, and I wrote this piece, I'm. I, I thought, yeah, this is, this is funny. This is, this is adorable. Yeah. But the way the penguins were described, um, so I was thinking about it. It, there are a lot of people who have had UFO encounters who have not reported seeing gray aliens, mm-hmm. but they've reported seeing large bunnies with these big black eyes. They've reported seeing large owls. With these big black eyes. Well, this guy saw. I mean, owls—they're fine. Bunnies—who's afraid of a bunny? Right. You know, penguins are adorable. Mm. You know, but they had these big black eyes, just like all the yeah, other descriptions.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting similarity with that. Yeah. That's um. So we, we. I know you want to bring it back to Bigfoot. So I can ask you, what do you think of the Patterson-Gimlin film, the nineteen sixty-seven?
2: Clip. Well, that was uh, – the first time I saw that was on In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. Right? I remember that. Yeah. And I don't know how many times I have watched it. Uh, it's countless, countless times. And the more I watch it, the more it doesn't look like what I imagine a Bigfoot walking away to be. But then again, what the, what the hell do I know? I don't know what a Bigfoot walking away looks like. Yeah. You know, it just, this looked just way too casual and well, why wouldn't it be too casual? There were two things smaller than it and, you know, horses, they're not, they're not afraid of that. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just walking along this dry Creek bed. See you suckers later. Right. Um, But when it comes to trying to make rational sense of the, the Patterson Gimlin film, you know, you can see muscle definition. Yeah. You can see boobs. Yeah. Yeah. You now. Really, are are these two, you know, one guy was a cowboy. The other one, wasn't he a charlatan? Wasn't mm-hmm. he some get-rich-quick scheme? Isn't that what um, uh, Patterson was?
1: So that's what they've said about that's him That's what they've said about
2: him. Yeah. Um, I mean, would these two guys have had the money and resources, or would the resources have been available at that time to make that suit that had muscle definition and why on earth would they have thought of boobs yeah i i that one i don't think there's any way in hell they would have thought of making patty a female
0: and i and i know that video since it's been out it has stumped a lot of people um even people that like look at you know no animal anatomy and kind of look at how that moves insane like you know i don't know it, mm. It, right, and I've
2: heard that they're like, you know, if this is a guy in a gorilla suit, yeah, the
1: way this person is moving is not how a human being would move. Yeah, I th- I just remember that video uh, for some reason when I saw that when I was very young, I, you know, and I guess it just was my imagination. It just that that video scared the shit out of me, just seeing that. To be honest, well, because
0: you're told this is real, this is Bigfoot. Well, here He yeah, is. I mean,
1: and and when you were when I was younger, barefoot. I mean, barefoot think a monster truck. Uh, I'm thinking of Bigfoot. Uh, well, that's a monster truck too. But anyways, um Bigfoot um that whole idea just scared me. That, the idea of this this you know this humanoid uh creature walking around the woods uh and just watching the video, watching that the way that the way that that creature moved and just the graininess of the video itself i think the whole thing it's it's permanently embedded in my mind like i'm sure it's in it's embedded in your mind also um it just was something that really kind of put its hook in me when i was younger it's never let go it's
0: the only decent footage out there i think well, like yeah. if if it's if it is real it is. if it is real that's the only one that is like oh okay i'm kind of okay cuz i mean every every other video you queue up on youtube or something it's it's blurry what uh, stupid! Like, what did you just posted a meme uh, posted on Instagram meme. Yeah, yeah. of B- uh, Bigfoot on a BMX bike? And yeah. it, the girlfriend's like, "Hey, come over!" And Bigfoot's like, "No." She's like, "I got a shaky, low-res camera,"
2: and
1: then, he comes and then flying he's over flying the over the hill on a BMX bike. <laughs> so he's really excited well, about yeah. it. Yeah, So and,
2: and here's one of the things when it comes to the the the, the quality because I hear this from people. Yeah. You know, everybody has a camera, a high-def camera, and a video camera in their pocket yeah yeah their cell phones at all time why don't we have any decent photographs and the, the the thing is if i'm out in the woods and all of a sudden this thing appears 20 yards from me the last thing on my mind is pulling out my phone yes. and taking a picture of this yeah. thing Sadly, what i, I want to do <laughs> is get the hell away from yeah.
1: it yeah i think it's that or even Dare I say it now? I think I'm, I think old, like older people. Like no, I'm, I'm not saying they were old old, but I think people that are a little older than we are. I think younger people their first impulse is to immediately go to the cell phone camera. That's like their first impulse to do everything now. It seems like, and that's not a shot at them. I've done enough. I've done enough shooting at at, at that group, but I think that's their first impulse. I think for people that are older. Um, who weren't raised with that technology in their hand at all times. Yeah, I think you have different impulses. One, like you said, is to just get out of the environment. Like, okay, look, I don't know what the hell this thing is. It could very well pound me into dust. Or two, maybe just experience it with your own eyes. Try to see something with your very own eyes, too. Uh, that's another idea I think that could apply to that. But I think, I think most people would go with option one would be like, okay, let's get the hell out of here. I don't know what the hell this thing is. I want to get out of the situation. I would
0: run. I would like, I would be curious about the penguins, but I, if I, if something was screaming and
1: breaking massive branches in the woods, I would, you know, I'm out. Well, it's generally hostile. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I just don't want to deal with that. You know? So, I mean, I know, that that video will never leave my psyche. It's, it's, one of the more interesting, I think it is, like you said, Amber. It's probably the most interesting video there is out there, uh, the best quality video that's out there. Uh, and I, like we said before, though about about Bigfoot, I think that's this is one of those things that I'm hoping, if I'm if I'm optimistic about anything when it comes to the fringe and stuff like this, Bigfoot is one of those ones I think we may actually see something in our lifetimes. What do you think, Jason?
2: Right I, when it when it comes to any of these. Uh, I mean, the, the, the big hairy guy has got to be the most likely that we're going to we're going to see. Yeah.
1: Most likely. I think it will be. what's what do you got down the road, Jason? What's what's in the future for you?
2: Uh, well, I've uh, just uh, I've I've when I took uh, uh, took that break from from writing about the paranormal, I started writing novels. I've had three of those published. Uh, oh, cool. I just wrote uh, another one that's going through an editing process right now. Uh, so hopefully that sees the light of day in 2019. But when it comes to the paranormal, I'm right now working on uh, uh, chasing Canada's monsters. Ooh, cool.
1: Good for you. Fun. Is that, and you're working <laughs> on a book for that, you said? Yep. Oh, cool. That There's no timeline on that, though, is there? We're not, we're not going to see that. Are we going to see that anytime soon?
2: Uh, no, just whenever. Well,
1: that's the way it should be. Yeah, it shouldn't be. On a well,
0: time and line. this one just this one isn't even actually yeah.
1: out yet. Chasing well, then, American well, Monsters Friday. It's Literally this Friday. Friday. OK, guys, well, everybody out there listening to the show right now, go out and pick up a copy of what book is this? Again, Amber?
0: Chasing American Monsters, Creatures, Cryptids and Hairy Beasts by check. Jason Offit.
1: You should check that out. <laughs> Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, this has, hey, been, this so has cool. been
2: great. Thanks yeah. for having me back on.
1: We had a bit of a snafu with the scheduling tonight, which was all my fault. I apologize again. <laughs> that was totally on me. We have this and you know what,
2: Scott delay. is completely right. It was totally his fault. It, it, no, I told it him was that. Totally I'm like, my that's fault. all your that's all your
0: fault.
1: It is. It was totally my fault, hundred <laughs> percent. You did not write <laughs> Eastern Standard Time.
2: Ghostly talk <laughs>